Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And get ready for a little bit of, uh, I guess, popular culture, because we're probably going to talk about uh, what's going on in the world today for a little bit. Uh, but after that, we'll get into some, oddly enough, some sports stuff, because the NFL has decided to... Uh, NFL never stops. The NFL never <laughs> stops. They, they they keep things going over over the next uh, over the last two days. It's been very interesting. A lot of, a lot of hot takes, and uh, we'll get to that. That, of course, was the voice of Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Doing great. All right. Um, relatively speaking, I would imagine. Well, yeah. Here's the <laughs> yeah. thing. And I know other people in the world are, are, are not doing great and having a tough time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my wife is healthy. My kids are healthy. My parents are healthy. I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in this time. So. Yeah. Knock on, I, I got the same thing going on and knock on wood that that, that keeps going. And I, I wish nothing but the same for, for everyone else out there. Um, how has... Uh, now I got my, this is day three of the quarantine for me. Honestly, I didn't even think we were going to do this podcast this week. I thought we'd take a week off, but then just so much crap started happening, and then I've been in quarantine for a couple of days. I'm climbing the walls a little bit. I, I tell you, Craig, I am I am not cut out to be a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> but that is that is just not that is just not for Matt Pierce. It is that, uh, that's your role now. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, my now. my day. Yeah, and and that's 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 okay. Uh, Stacy, like, here's the thing. My day job, my my day to day has changed a little bit, but mm-hmm. I do three hours of talk radio every day, much like I did before this happened. Mm-hmm. My wife was on mat leave, so she stays home and takes care of our kids, much like she did before this happened. Like, as far as like in my household, things haven't changed that much. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the we're we're kind of like the, a unique in a unique situation that way. Whereas like my job has changed, but not like you know. Yeah. dramatically like I, i'm not working from home relatively the same. uh yeah yeah and uh, so there our day-to-day is not terribly different like i get up i walk to work go home do my show and uh, i go do my show come back uh and stacy is here with the kids now charlotte's not going to daycare and a couple other little things but mm-hmm. generally the day-to-day is uh is, is pretty much the same so again we're fortunate but uh yeah it's just uh uh, and and we, we've been saying in the news for a while, this is just something that the likes of this we will have never covered before and mm-hmm. hopefully never cover again. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, for me, it's changed a little bit. Now, my wife works for uh, essential services in uh, for, the, for the government, so she, her, her day-to-day has not changed. She's still got to go to work and make sure that uh, the people who are to provide essential services for the city that we live in are still getting paid, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, you don't want to sort. stop garbage pickup right now. I feel like that would be a problem. No, that would be piloted on, yeah, I, I, yeah. I would say. so. so stuff Quite like literally. That. <laughs> exactly, well played. So, uh, so, you know, she goes and does that, but obviously my, my day-to-day job when I'm not doing this for fun is uh, I'm chef in a restaurant, and obviously those have been shut down, and and with uh, with great uh, you know and for, you know for the for all the right reasons, right? Uh, I am currently you know jobless till uh, the beginning of April, and then we'll see what's up. Uh, you know, hopefully uh, by then we're we're getting back to some some normalcy in our lives. That would wait. I'm not gonna hold my breath, but uh, you know I'll keep my fingers crossed. Um, so yeah, I've just basically been like, cause our, our we we had this week booked off because it was supposed to be March break anyway, and our daycare uh, provider was was going to be gone, 
So now that that's not happening, I've just been a stay-at-home dad for the past three days. So that's I am not cut out for this. I tell you, I, <laughs> I, I miss getting my hands dirty at work. I really, I really do. Um, but uh, you know, I love my baby girl, and and yeah. you know, seeing now you can just cook for Thea. Does she like chicken nuggets? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'm pretty sure I burned through all of my. I basically I'm at the point now where like we've kind of run out of the basic elements of food that I need to cook, you know, cause like the, obviously the, there's a lot of the grocery stores have been picked clean. So it's kind of neat. It, like today was kind of neat for me where I was like, well, this is basically an episode of chopped. I'm just going to open up the fridge and see what I got. Right. Like, make that work. And then that, that was pretty, uh, that, that was fun today, but obviously that won't last very long. And, uh, I might have to make a trip to the store and hope that there's something. But, uh, you know, just hanging out with the baby girl, though. As, uh... I, I was at the store today, and mm. unless you're looking for toilet paper yeah. or certain kinds of meat, you should be fine. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I'm, I'm yeah. hoping so. So it should be. Uh, as I can get some produce and stuff like that, I think we'll, I think we'll be I'll all right. Tell you, I'll tell you what happened to me during social distancing dinner tonight. Yeah, go for it. Charlotte uh, decided, my daughter, that uh, she's two, uh, that she uh, was only going to eat one thing on her plate, which is not an unusual thing for a two-year-old to do. Mm-hmm. But she was insistent that not only would she only eat her broccoli, but oh. she wanted much more broccoli. That's Well, that's pretty good, though. That, which, you don't like, have a picky hey, eater going there. You don't want more yeah. of those. Yeah, we're, like, she's not a picky eater. Just kind of sometimes things change on it from a day-to-day basis as to what she wants to eat. But, yeah, yeah. she's going to say, Dad, I'm only eating broccoli. She's like, just going to throw you the curveball, see if you can yeah, handle yeah, it. Yeah, like, worse things have happened to parents before, you know? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Worse <laughs> things have happened. Usually it's the other way around, right? I'm going to yeah, eat like, everything I, but the broccoli. Yeah, so, yeah. or, like, I'm only going to eat candy or whatever. But, no, 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 in this particular situation, it's, uh, no, broccoli is the only thing that I have any interest in eating today. So, sure, I guess. <laughs> Now, have you seen any any weird stories that you wanna that you wanna necessarily bring up? Like any anything weird? Maybe when you went to the store? Because I'll tell you, the, I haven't seen everything in my area has been relatively calm. I haven't seen a lot of panic. The weirdest thing I saw um, when I did go to Costco to get like you know just a few essentials and stuff for in case the crap with COVID nineteen goes down. You know, just a few cans of soup and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, there, there was a dude carrying a, uh, pushing a shopping cart around and had, um, I think I counted over 30 bottles of just Lysol in, in the thing. It was. Yeah, that, that is, that is what we call a panic buy. I, I, uh... Yeah, that was a panic buy. Now I tried to, I tried to come up with relative reasons for what, like, I'm like, okay, what would a, what would a rational reason be for him having this? Like maybe he runs a cleaning company. And he's like, I got to get this stuff right, like, yeah, because yeah, if I if I don't if I don't get this now, I'm never gonna be able to get it. Exactly right. So like, yeah. I, I was thinking, like, I mean, you're right. Occam's razor probably dictates that it was just some hypochondriac uh, person who was like yeah. buying all the Lysol. But you know, yeah. I, I like to play a fun game of what would be the rational reason for needing this much Lysol. Right? I would suggest it's someone who like isn't thinking through from the perspective of, okay, let's just say you need the 30 things of white Lysol because things get that bad in your home and that the yeah. infection's that bad. They were the big industrial uh, sized ones too. Like the ones yeah, you get. From you will be hospitalized one. before you need like canisters 26 plus. Yeah, exactly. And, f- right. <laughs> and further to that, uh, yeah, I've just, if, if you need that many of those Lysol wipes during the next like few weeks here, during this uh, span of time, you and by extension all of society have way bigger problems than what's clean and what's not exactly yeah. <laughs> way bigger even, problems. And i want to i, I want to make perfectly clear here craig this wasn't the lysol wipes this was the the lysol like big bottle of liquid like the industrial size oh. bottle of liquid. he had 30 of those 
Yeah, see, that, yeah. So, like, honestly, the only rational explanation I could come up with in my head is this guy runs a cleaning company, and he's like, I need this. Otherwise, because, like, we are going to be tasked for cleaning a lot of stuff, and I'm going to need yeah, this. Yeah, that right? might be like, it. That's, that, that's the only rational explanation I could come up with. Uh, uh, like, whoo, <laughs> that was something. You see anything weird like that out there? Or? Uh, nothing, not, not yet, not yeah. yet. I've only done a couple of trips to the store, but I haven't done, uh, haven't seen anything quite like that. No, of course, uh, working in the news biz, you get all sorts of people like sending you things like, look at this. Oh, look at yeah. this. So, yeah. You see like you know, people taking pictures of other people. It's, it's, it's a little bit predatory, but you know, people oh. with, you know, carts full of like, oh, this person got six things of toilet paper, which like is incredibly stupid to be clear, oh, but like, so whatever, like, I'm not going to put that on our website because no. that would be ridiculous. But, um, yeah, I don't understand the toilet paper for the life of me. I don't understand why people no. are like, oh, I have to go get this. Like, what do they it? think that do, do they think that COVID nineteen is a gastrointestinal thing? Like, that's the only thing that I can uh, that I can come up with here. I, I don't get that either. There must have been some sort of like catalyst for that that I I have just not been able to pinpoint on the internet because I'm trying to think of why everybody went out and said. Or, or why the panicky people went out there pretty much the day before. It was basically nine days ago, right? Like the day before. Last Wednesday was when Rudy Gobert um, tested positive and Tom Hanks tested positive. And then everybody kind of was like, okay, this is... That was when it was no longer... At that point, it was no longer a hoax, right? Like, and, yep. you know, I'm, I'm like, you can't see me because obviously this is the theater of the mind. But I'm, I'm using... Like, I'm making the large air quotations yes. when I say hoax. Um it was never a hoax, but when that no. Wednesday night, when Rudy Gobert and Tom Hanks got it, yeah. the people that were saying it was a hoax yeah. uh, were proven essentially wrong. Yeah, well, yeah, like basically, the, the, whatever whatever shred of hoax uh, they were holding on to was extinguished in that moment. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was just people like panic buying toilet paper and bottled water. That was, I will say, during the trip with the fabled Lysol cart guy. Um, all of, uh, like, at that same trip, all of the skids that normally exist at the Costco of toilet paper and bottled water were gone. They were completely wiped out, and most of the cleaning products aisle of, uh, of Lysol wipes and stuff were, uh, cleaned out at that, uh, particular Costco I was at. Same as most Costcos, I would imagine, across North, North America, but, um, yeah, it's just, I don't, I, 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 I was trying for the longest time to pinpoint what the catalyst was. Like, did somebody say something on a podcast or something somewhere that was, like, I, I truly have like no someone idea. Someone with a large audience, you know, like, like just like, not that he would do this, but you know, someone like Joe, like if Joe Rogan said something like that, right. Not that he would, but if he did, obviously he's got a large fan base that would listen to him and immediately go like, Jesus, I better go buy all the toilet paper. Right. But yeah. I, I like, there doesn't seem to be any catalyst. It just seems like people went out and were just like, grab all the toilet paper and bottled water. We can <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to get the soups and the, the ramen noodles, you know, the usual yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. Just, just strange. Anyway, but hanging out with my daughter has been pretty cool. I feel like we're building a, a bigger bond than, than we yeah, have. That's so good. that's, that's pretty cool. Um, anything else you want to talk about uh, during our little quarantine corner? Here? Well, no, not not really. I will say, like you know, I spend a significant portion of my day discussing this. Discussing it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's so let's get off of this. Let's give you yeah something, yeah. Something more um, fun to talk about. I, 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 but it's it's more fun to discuss it here. What's going on with my family as opposed to talking with politicians and me saying like, "Are you sure we're not doomed?" Because <laughs> yeah. I feel as though that's been a lot of my interviews the last little while. Like yeah. you say, we're not doomed, but I don't know if I believe you. Yeah. It's it's. Yeah, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't think we're doomed, but if, hopefully it doesn't, like, spread, is yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, let's yep. just hope yep. it doesn't get worse than that. I don't think we're doomed. Anyway, let's move on to uh, 
a veritable bevy of uh, NFL topics that I did not think we're going to start. Um, I don't want to start where everybody thinks we're going to start. I want to work our way up to uh, Tim Brady. Um, first question I have to ask you, Craig, is uh, what the hell is Bill O'Brien thinking? That, to me, is a question the last uh, week, isn't it? Even the Tom Brady thing that we all kind of like had an idea, like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to go poorly, maybe. Like, there was a chance of that. Like, I don't know if some people were saying, oh, I think he's just going to re-sign with the Patriots eventually. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew that, like, I think there's a part of Tom that wants to say, no, I'm, I'm the greatest and I don't need Bill to really? be good. Yeah, I, 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 I've, I've kind of thought that the whole time. Anyway, all right. well, um, so we'll, talk about, we'll talk about Tom Brady in a sec. Yeah. Uh, the, the Hopkins thing, though, for me, just came out of absolutely nowhere. Like, field, to, like you wouldn't believe they've got him signed to a, a relatively reasonable contract and, and DeAndre Hopkins wanted a new deal. Mm-hmm. And typically in sports, when a guy says, I don't like my contract, let's renegotiate it. I say, well, that's, you know, except the NFL. In the NFL, if some guy says, well, I don't like my contract, I'm like, okay, yeah, because your team could do this to you, so you do it to them. And if, yeah. if, 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 if NFL owners don't like when guys hold out, okay, we can do guaranteed contracts, and let's have an NHL-style rule where you can't renegotiate, but you won't want that, so you're just going to have to live with DeAndre Hopkins every now and then saying, no, pay me or I'm not showing up. Now, Hopkins hadn't said that, and I don't think he would have, but obviously the relationship had deteriorated with Bill O'Brien. Now, this is the underlying thing for me. If I owned an NFL franchise and Bill O'Brien said, uh, came in, A, Bill O'Brien would never have been my coach. But B, if I own an NFL franchise, Bill O'Brien walks in my office and said, Craig, you know, I'm not getting along with DeAndre Hopkins, and I, I, th- I think we got to trade him. I would say, oh, really? That sounds funny because you're fired. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't care how, like, yeah. I, I care a lot about whether DeAndre Hopkins shows up to work tomorrow as to whether you show up to work tomorrow. I'm not terribly worried about it, to be honest. So uh, if I'm picking between you, I'm not picking you. Bill, step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how that would have gone. Like yeah. you, like now, if Bill Belichick, if Bill Belichick was the coach of my team, yeah, that's a my also has a two, that's a different Bill caliber yeah. there. I gotta say, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Now, if Bill Belichick or or Andy Reid yeah. or. Kyle Shanahan, to a lesser extent, lesser track record, but like a guy who knows what he's doing. If a guy like that walks into my office and said, hey, I'm having a really hard time with this particular player, like whatever, like we've got to figure something out here, I would at least hear them out. Now, let's think about this. Bill Belichick and Andy Reid, use those two as examples. And we'll, we'll, th- we'll throw Sean Payton in there. Combined have been NFL head coaches at their current locations or their previous, like for what, 60 years combined, maybe more than that? Yeah. When have they ever had a situation when they just weren't getting along with a guy that's a star player and the guy forced his way out? Uh, now, they've had guys that they've traded randomly. Yeah. They've had, like, mostly Belichick. But, like, there have been some guys who are, you know, interesting personalities. And, and Andy Reid's locker when he's in Philadelphia, Terrell, they, they had Terrell Owens come in. That was the one place where it didn't end terribly. Uh, like, they're, like, you know, there's a few different guys, Randy Moss, an example of Belichick, that have had, Corey Dillon's an example of Belichick, that have had bad reputations for being difficult in the organization, and they come and play for those guys, and everything's fine. So, but that's beside the point. To me, though, Bill O'Brien, if you are the head coach of the NFL team, and you're having a hard time getting along with DeAndre Hopkins, you should change. Like, you have to figure out yourself, how do I make this better? And did you see the Michael Irvin report about this, Pierce? Uh, now, I, I got to say, 
Michael Irvin in the past. Now, I'm a huge Michael Irvin fan. Michael Irvin went to the U. I love the U. He is quintessential U guy, is he not? Yes. Um, yes. And he came out, and, and I believe he said stuff along the lines that he talked to Hopkins, and Hopkins was, uh, th- you know, through Michael Irvin, was claiming that uh, Hopkins was uh, comparing him to Aaron Hernandez, I believe. Correct. And yes. Which, like, what a horrible stretch that it like like Bill O'Brien is going to separate both shoulders stretching that far like that well was fucking ridiculous that, yeah so according to Irvin the reason like he was talking about like hey you've got to figure out your personal life here because John Hopkins I think has has like three couple, kids with two different moms or something moms, like that yeah yeah which here's the thing yeah. Whether that, that that may or may not be optimal, but as far as we know, DeAndre Hopkins takes care of these kids. Yeah. Like these kids are not starving with that. Like like you know, and he sees these kids. He's part of their lives. So how many kids he has with how many women? If you're Bill O'Brien, I don't no. think you should really give a shit about and that. Not only that, but like yeah. we, you and I have followed sports for a long time, and we're privy to some certain other situations. You know, the name Antonio Cromartie comes to mind, where yeah. it's just like. You know, okay, that's a ridiculous scenario. This is to me, not, like, I don't, right? like, like, to me, here's the thing. I don't care. Like, if, if you're taking care of your kids. True. If your kids know who you are and you're part of their lives. Yeah. And, you're, you know, you don't have people that you've knocked up that are struggling for cash when you have millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. If that's not happening, then, like, whatever you want. Yeah, you know what shit, I mean? Right? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. exactly. And, like, you're, 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 that doesn't, there's no moral or ethical failure. There isn't the optimal situation for the kids. No. But, like, does it matter as far as what you're doing at work? Or Absolutely not. So, no. obviously, there was some sort of disagreement they had. The fact that Bill said, and this is according to Michael Irvin, so if you want, don't, don't want to take it as gospel, so be it. But he said, the last time I had a talk like this, so about, like, a guy's personal life, it was with Aaron Hernandez. And when DeAndre Hopkins hears that, if that's really what Bill O'Brien said, and DeAndre Hopkins is like, forget it, I'm done with this team. Yeah. Or I'm done with you, at the very least. Like, I understand DeAndre Hopkins. I get it. Yeah. I, I completely I completely get it. It's just like, man, like, like, A, I never would have traded him. He's what? Top two, top three at worst, maybe. Even I top don't. One, I have a the... hard like Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I have a very hard time figuring out who's two if it's not DeAndre Hopkins. It, it's him or Jones. Like, it's him or Julio Jones. Like, that's the argument, is it not? And yeah. I, and I think. Uh, I think he, that right now here today, I'd take Hopkins just based on the health aspect, but yeah. yeah. And Hopkins so, did, a, did have a down year last year, but that, that had like nothing to do. Like he had a down year by his standards and that had right. less to do from, uh, and you know what? I'd ha- actually have to look up the numbers and see, did he have a down year by his, sta- by like NFL standards or did he have a down year by fantasy football standards? Because uh, he had a bit of a down year touchdowns per catch, which yeah. is a stat that we've seen over the years, like touchdowns per, per mm-hmm. carry as well is a stat that we've seen. Uh, has a high level of variance and doesn't necessarily indicate how good the guy no, has. Touchdowns played. are random. Like touchdowns yeah, are exactly. completely random for receivers and running backs. So yeah, I don't, I don't exactly. have it, to me. I would have to look at like the downfield numbers and the, uh, yeah. So you know, just the, on, the on purely on, numbers. purely on, on catches and, and whatnot. He had a slightly obvious he was down, yeah. you know, about 400 yards from the, from the previous season. That was his career high, but he had 1165 yards and 104 catches. Yeah. In, in 15 games. So he missed a game and he had, he caught 104 balls. Yeah. And he was hurt all year too, right? Yeah. Like he, and he, he, was, he was clearly not healthy for a portion of the season too. So yeah, if you had him in uh, fantasy, I'm pretty sure yeah. he had that, that little like cross next to his name he, for most of the season. Right. Yeah. That said, Deandre Hopkins was still a first team all pro. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. He, he and Michael Thomas are the first-team All-Pro wide receivers. So if you like, I just have a hard time quibbling with what he did in 2019. Not that you were. I'm just saying that it's, mm-hmm. I, have, I have a difficult time with that. From a fantasy perspective, DeAndre Hopkins had seven touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, where usually he's 10, 11, 12 touchdown, you know, area, right? So that's that. From a fantasy perspective, he was down a little bit. From a perspective of like being a productive NFL receiver, he was pretty much where you wanted to be. And he, yeah. and there were a few, there were a couple fewer big plays than there has been in the past. But that's just that's that's again, those are those are a little bit random. So uh, I have no problem confidently saying that he, at 27 years of age is the best, uh, second-best wide receiver in the NFL right now. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, at the point of, uh, of catching the ball, like, uh, you know, fighting for those, those in-traffic catches. Again, Michael Thomas is better, but I, I don't think anyone else is. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like, the hands are, are fantastic. There's just there's nothing in his game that you would say is, is, a, is a hole. And they gave him away. Yeah. They like, gave him away. It's just like... I mean, we've been on this podcast for a long time, and we've said that, like, Bill O'Brien is a maniac. It's 2020, and under no circumstances in any of the big four major league sports, and I would imagine that the same is probably right overseas in, like, the EPL and the Serie A and whatnot, uh, that there should not be a single sports franchise on planet Earth, a professional sports franchise on planet Earth, where you have a coach GM doing both those jobs. It, it's just, there, there's yeah, just I, no... I would, I... I would agree with way. that. It should be done. We saw what happened with Doc Rivers most recently when when he tried to do that with the Clippers, and it was a disaster. And Doc Rivers isn't exactly like, you know, Doc Rivers isn't exactly you know a stupid basketball guy, no. and even he nope. couldn't do it. Now Bill O'Brien is not a good football guy. Not yeah. a good football guy. I know coach. some people are going to be saying right now. Well, you know, even though he doesn't officially have the title, doesn't Bill Belichick essentially run the show for the Patriots? Doesn't Andy Reid essentially run the show for the Chiefs, which not the day-to-day yeah. stuff that you need. Not the do, day-to-day right? stuff like, certainly. Do they make the final decision? Yeah, probably. probably. But Bill O'Brien ain't those guys. <laughs> no, yeah. And that, yeah, and that's another thing. Yeah, we're talking yeah. about the guys who have won like the last three Super Bowls and participated in most of them. Both Hall of win. Fame. Yeah. yeah. Hall of Fame coaches, like, yeah, we're, let's not uh, let's not use that as the model as far as who can yeah. be good. And uh, just when you thought that Bill O'Brien couldn't look any worse when acquiring uh, broken down David Johnson and a second and a fourth for DeAndre Hopkins, um, less than 24 hours later, Stefan Diggs heads to the Buffalo Bills, Craig, for, for much un- more. <laughs> unbelievable. The same day. Yeah, like I, I tweeted yeah. out, like if you're a if you're a Texans fan, aren't you essentially cheering for coronavirus at this point? <laughs> yeah. uh, like Jeez. I just that that to me is so. Let's look let's look at the the, the David Johnson contract for a second. Yeah, uh, that to me is not dissimilar to the Brock Osweiler contract, mm-hmm. which is the only time we've seen in the NFL. But like we've seen it a lot in in the NFL in the NHL and the NBA, where it's like this contract's actually so bad, you need to give me things to take it off your hands. Yeah. <laughs> That is one of those contracts. There aren't a lot of those in the NFL because, you know, they don't have guaranteed contracts, whatever it happens to be. But mm-hmm. it's a contract that, oh, I'm going to acquire this from you via trade. You're going to send me stuff to make this worth my while. Yeah. So to me, to get rid of David Johnson, that's probably worth a second or third round pick. Mm-hmm. So let's just say getting rid of David Johnson's worth a second round pick, which I understand is aggressive. It's probably not. But let's just say hypothetically just for the second it is. Yeah. If that's the case, did the Arizona Cardinals just get DeAndre Hopkins for free? 
More or less, especially considering the Cardinals also slapped that franchise tag on Kenyon Drake, who easily uh, transition tag, but yes, transition tag. Sorry, uh, yeah. So they, but they, you know, they slapped that on him uh, right before they made that trade, and he easily kind of Wally pipped the position there from uh, from David Johnson anyway, who just hasn't been able to stay healthy these past two three years. Yeah. Right. So obviously the Texans think that he's going to be able to do that, which okay. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe you, um, but I, I just, it's the most bewildering NFL trade that I can think of in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Like every other trade, you know, if you look at, you know, the, the trades that have been controversial right off the, off the hop, you can sort of understand like what side, what, what both sides were, were doing in the trade. Yeah, like, but, you know, everyone, everyone got mad at the Steelers for the, the Antonio Brown trade, but like, well, no, okay. He wanted out. He was a disaster in the locker room. Like you had to get rid of that guy. Uh, there's no indication that Hopkins' teammates didn't like him in any way, shape, or form. I don't know. Do you see what? Uh, uh, I think he deleted the tweet eventually. But uh, Tyrod Matthew got on Twitter and it was just silly put like LOL or something like that when that <laughs> happened. Uh, Kareem Kareem Jackson, who uh, obviously used to play for the Texans, plays for the Broncos now, mm-hmm. got on Twitter and he's like, "So, how do you guys feel about things in Houston now?" Because he he kind of had a butted heads with Bill O'Brien a little bit on the way out. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of like, uh, oh, okay. Well, this is the guy I didn't think I was very good. Look, look how else he evaluates football. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you, those guys take that stuff personally. Uh, not only when it's like their own general manager, but uh, like Ed Reed's done a lot of cool things in his life. I will mm-hmm. never forget Ed Reed bla- putting Charlie Casterly on blast for a scouting report <laughs> yeah. when he, from when he was drafted and Ed Reed was going into the Hall of Fame. So it's like a 20-year-old scouting report. He's like, oh, <laughs> kind of weird that Charlie Casterly still talking about that, that stuff on TV. He was wrong about me anyway. Like <laughs> He just kind of like threw that in. I'm like, you've been planning this for like 15 years. I yeah. can tell. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's like, yeah, the way Ed Reed did it too. Like, it was like, uh, Ed Reed didn't do it after the the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. No, he did it. Like, he oh, I'm at, oh, I'm going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, I've got some things to say about this. Exactly right. Yeah. It wasn't like when he got his Super Bowl ring. Ed Reed, by the way, who the the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick, has said on more than one occasion, is the greatest player to ever lace up uh, a pair of cleats. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, so. yeah. yeah. Oh, really? You said it wasn't very good. Oh, that's strange. Anyway, like, and you could just tell, like, oh yeah, you've been like, you've been waiting to say this for 15 years. You're like, hmm, no. I'm gonna when I go into the Hall of Fame, that's when I put this guy on blast anyway, yeah, uh, like, which I love. It's so yeah. petty, but it just shows like the cream Jackson thing, the John Dre Hopkins thing. Like these guys remember this stuff and they oh, get yeah. pissed off about this stuff. And, and okay. Like that's, that's fine. Absolutely. Like you want to believe in yourself. That's cool. Like, and um, I just am like, I cannot, if I, if I were a Texans fan, I am just absolutely flabbergasted by this. And I want to ask you about this Pierce. If you're Deshaun Watson, yeah. How are you feeling in the last 24 hours? Because I know if I were Deshaun Watson, no. I'd be pretty fucking upset. Yeah, considering this is going to be year four now, we haven't got to the draft and we haven't, like, free agency is not yet over. So there's still time for Bill O'Brien to improve his status or somehow somehow make it worse. Draft, not sure. Where they don't have a first round pick. Yeah, that's the other thing is they traded DeAndre Hopkins in a draft where they don't own a first round pick and didn't get a first round pick back. Like it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Because like, honestly, let's just let's just like Arizona's picking what? Tenth? Whatever it is. Say they're I picking tenth. If the Arizona gave up their 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 first and second round picks here to get rid of David Johnson and get DeAndre Hopkins, would anyone have been upset about it from Arizona's perspective? I think most people would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, makes sense. No, I think they'd have been fine. Uh, yeah. I haven't looked so, much past, like, pick five because my uh, the Cardinals are drafting eighth, actually. So that might be... If they had given up pick eight and pick 40. Yeah. 
for and Hopkins. Wait, we got DeAndre Hopkins, and we're shedding David Johnson's contract. Yeah. Would that... anyone have said, well, what are you doing here? Yeah. I think just what everyone said, that's actually a nice trade for you. Good idea. Yeah. In, in fact, people might have said, hey, the Cardinals gave up a little bit too much to get Hopkins, right? Eighth pick, that's pretty high, right? You know, because... Yeah, like, I, think there that, would, I, I think there would have been I think people writing that take, right? But yeah, there's nobody there writing the yeah. There's nobody yeah. writing the uh, uh, you know, like <laughs> there's nobody uh, writing the boy the the <laughs> Bill O'Brien pulled a fast one. <laughs> like, there's yeah. nobody with that take. I'm just wondering if you're Bill, like why didn't Bill O'Brien like why don't you at least ask for pick eight? Yeah. Like, why don't you at least, like, hey, guys, because, like, I kind of feel like if you just said, hey, instead of pick 40, I'd like pick eight. Like, the Cardinals would have, like, huddled up for a second and been like, you yeah, know, okay, we're getting DeAndre Hopkins. But instead, like, no, no, you can just have pick 40. I kind of feel like that negoti- like that was one of those negotiations where, like, Bella- Bill O'Brien calls with the offer, and then the guys with the Cardinals are like, oh, let's think about it. And then they, like, have a nice chuckle. And, like, okay, we got to call him back. But don't call him back too fast. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you don't want to make this look suspicious. Yeah, like, all right, shut up. <laughs> oh uh, mercy! So uh, back to my if you're Deion, if you, if you are Deshaun Watson, how are you feeling right now? Well, I've been infuriated. Deshaun Watson, as you know, holds a a um a special place in 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 my heart for that performance uh in the uh, in the the college football uh, in in the BCS national championship game when uh, they shut out the uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide and won me a whole bunch of money. So there's certain guys that, because of their uh, college performance, Craig, that you and I are never going to turn on, no matter what they do in the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deshaun Watson is that for me. I believe Kemba Walker is is that for you. Uh, yeah. So much money off from that Connecticut team. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was a profitable NCAA tournament yeah, for me. That was still just, the biggest bet I've ever won in my life. Yeah, there's just, there's, there's just guys we're never going to turn on, and Deshaun Watson yeah. is that for me. And... Uh, yeah, if I ever met Deshaun Watson, I I would uh, yeah, and and hopefully handshaking is you know back in society and no longer deemed offensive uh, by by that time I would shake that man's hand or dap him up or whatever it becomes the no, the new normal. I've seen a lot of people tweeting the demolition man gif of the the fake high five with the with the rotation. If you remember that great movie, Demolition Man. Um, yeah, I would I would be like, well, I'm the fuck out of here, and <laughs> I would just demand a trade. Because, like, it's now we're now three years deep where they haven't protected the man. Again, they have a draft yep. coming up. Maybe they now, pull it they off. Now, tra- they traded two first-round picks to get a, a pretty good left tackle, but yeah. True. Uh, but, yeah, I, like, the protection still hasn't been there, and it still wasn't even with that first-round pick. We all saw it. He's just spent the last three years running for his life, and now you've taken away his, his best weapon, seemingly because your head coach slash GM got into a pissing contest with the guy over what seems to be nothing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I would just, I, I, I would be like, why am I giving, you know, my body and my potentially my brain, uh, to, to this franchise? I, I right. just, I just, I just like, if you're, if you are Deshaun Watson and I know this is the frustrating thing, but they've got your fourth year coming up here. They've got your year five option, which they will obviously pick up. Mm-hmm. Then they can probably franchise you for one or two years before it gets like crazy to franchise you anymore. So you'll have to do the Kirk Cousins thing. Have to. If the, if you don't want to play for the Houston Texans anymore. Mm-hmm. A guy with Deshaun Watson's injury history. Yeah. That's a little bit risky, isn't it? Very. Very much so. Because, you know, one thing goes wrong. All of a sudden, like, you could have had $130, $140 million for your family to set them up forever. And instead, you made 15 Like, like which, okay, $15, $15 million is a lot of money. 
but you know you know what I'm saying like it's 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 risky. I hope that just for his sake he goes to the McNairs, I forget the name of the McNair son that's running the team now and just says, "Look, you've got to make a decision, me or Bill." And anyone who's even remotely sane is going to say, "Okay, Bill's fired." But you thought we would have got to that point by now, but uh if if you're Deshaun Watson, you're just thinking to yourself like, "I'm not going to win a Super Bowl with like not like this supporting cast of players, but this group of people making decisions. To Devy and Clowney and DeAndre Hopkins are off of the Houston Texans and they don't have a first round pick to show for it. How? It's, How? Oh, it is absolutely mind boggling. It is so mind boggling. What do you what do you think of the Cardinals going into next season? Love them. Yeah. Like, like we, we, Kingsbury, Kingsbury got better as the year went on. Murray yeah. got better as the year went on. They need to invest heavily on the offensive line. And if, if they don't take an offensive line with the eighth pick in the draft, then it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's madness. But um, they need to invest on the offensive line. But if they can keep Murray upright, for they don't have to keep him upright long. He's a pretty quick guy. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Larry Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, and uh, oh, hum, DeAndre Hopkins as your receivers. You're going to figure some things out. I'm a big believer in Murray. I think Murray's very good. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm a believer in Kingsbury, too. I, I think that offense, like, the defense might be abysmal, but I think that offense is going to be fantastic. All of a sudden, Larry Fitzgerald might, uh, you might see him with a little bit left in the tank. I, like, I'd, I'd say he's going to look a he lot He was pretty better. good last year. He was decent last year, but now he's not going to be getting, you know, the type of treatment that he's been getting with DeAndre Hopkins on the outside now, right? So that'll that'll help him get a little bit loose. I mean, I'm, I'm not expecting him to get back to, you know, like 2006 numbers, but, like, he might be able to... You know. I think of Larry Fitzgerald in 2020 as your third wide receiver. You have a really, really good receiving. Exactly. Uh, man. Um, we mentioned the Diggs trade earlier. Stefan Diggs heads to the Buffalo Bills for a first-round pick, number 22, uh, seventh, and then there were some fifths, fifths and sixths that were exchanged. But mostly it was Diggs for a first overall for that for the number 22 pick. Was yeah. The, was the so they got they they got a first plus for Stefan Diggs. Yeah. 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 Um, Bob McNair is the owner. I'm having trouble finding his son's name on Twitter. Like Bob, Bob uh, McNair was the, he passed away a couple years ago. If, if memory serves me correct, I can't find his son's name on the internet, uh, right now. Anyway, um, yeah. So the Minnesota Vikings now have pick 22 and 25, I think to go with, uh, you know, a pretty, yeah, a pretty, decent core that they already had. I mean, they made the playoffs. Yeah. Did they make the playoffs last year? My mind is, did they play in a wild yeah. card game? They, yeah. They, they beat the new Orleans saints in new Orleans. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. How did I forget that? Wow. My mind's such a, a lot's happened in the last week. So like some, some of it's, some of it's part. Yeah. So a team that had a playoff victory last year has two first round picks and, uh, should be able to sure up some of that depth there. I think, I think that. And they were an unlucky team a little bit last year too, whereas yeah. they, they, they're a team that if you look at some of the numbers, you're like, Hey, wait a minute. Like they could have had a home playoff game in round one, that like that type of unlucky. And like they were, I, I, I have very little doubt that I think they were a better football team than the green Bay Packers. I, oh, yeah, I, I That's know strikes. they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know like, they are. And like they, they, they they the, the second game that. they played, the second game yeah. they played green Bay, they had to play without Dalvin cook, who I know yeah. that people are up and down running backs, but I think Dalvin cook was probably the second most important guy on that offense. But, um, yeah, I uh, I think very highly of that roster. And look, I know losing Diggs hurts. D- Stefan Diggs, I think, is a little bit underrated as a player. I like I, I I would have a hard time saying that he's not a top ten receiver. Might be top seven or eight. Um, he's like he's a great player. 
but obviously things were not working out there. I don't know who it was that he wasn't getting along with. Obviously, there were uh, was hit and miss with cousins. Uh, yeah. Based on the social media posts, uh, it was not Adam Thielen that he wasn't getting along with. He yeah, seems to love that it. guy. Uh, yeah, uh, but uh, whoever it was, uh, the Vikings thought it was time to move on. Now that's a situation. Like I don't think it was Mike Zimmer either, from the perspective of. No, I think um, I think he just clashed like, with Cousins. I, it, it, that's, yeah, yeah. If, might, you're maybe, re- if you're reading the tea leaves, yeah. it just seems like he he just feels like Cousins wasn't getting him the ball enough, so he was yeah. like, "Get me out of here." Uh, yeah, I don't think it was Mike Zimmer from the perspective of like if there's an NFL player who doesn't like wouldn't like run through a wall for Mike Zimmer. I I haven't heard of the guy like the like the guy seemed to like adore him, um, but whoever it was, he's gone. But they he's a guy again. You can find a way to replace. Uh, some of his production, and I think they're going to do a lot more two tight end sets. So if you have Kyle Rudolph and you have Irv Smith, uh, you have Thielen on the upside, then you're just going to, okay, we're going to try to run the ball a lot. So you maybe use both these first round picks on linemen, and you just say, like, guys that, like, you go in the, uh, can play in the, the Kubiak slash Shanahan zone blocking scheme. You get a couple of guys that are good at that, and just, just go. Uh, I, and I would think that's their plan. And then they're gonna we're gonna run the ball well. And we're gonna be good on defense. And if we if we need a Kirk Cousins to Adam Thielen throw, we can make it happen. I think that's the plan. I think it's a good plan. All things being equal, would I prefer they kept Stefan Diggs in the roster? Yes, mm. but at least like if you're in a situation here where like okay we have like we're we're, we're trading guy. And the other thing the Vikings had it going against them was the the salary cap from the perspective of like they were right up against it. Um, you're you're at least getting market value for the guy and you're not taking on a horrific contract in exchange. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do you think of the Buffalo Bills prospects adding Stefan Diggs of dethroning the AFC? Aren't they the favorites in the AFC East as we sit here right now? I believe as as the, I'll look it up. I'm pretty, but I'm like 90% sure that yes. Um, And I'm not just talking about gambling markets, although that's important, but from the perspective, like, you look at the rosters. No, like, Patriots are they, still favored as of well. This is as of two days ago, so I'll shut my okay. mouth on. I'll shut my mouth on that yeah. one. As of two days ago, though, so um, I don't think it, when that line was set, did this we is think sti- Tom Brady was still playing for the Patriots? No, this is this is Tom oh, Brady. Okay. Ha- Tom Brady has has is not returning, but um, I don't think Diggs is a member of the Patriots yet. I'm not exactly. I'm trying to figure out the timing. This this is according to. Uh, sporting news. So take that for what it is. Uh, and uh, this is with Tom Brady announcing he's not in the Patriots. The Patriots are only a minus one ten, though. The Patriots are a minus one ten to win the AFC East. The Bills are plus one seventy five. I would imagine those odds change. Let me see if, uh, let me yes, see if I can find a more. Let me see if I can find a more up to date one. But uh, while I'm trying to do that, why don't you discuss if you think that the Bills the Bills are the best team in the AFC East? I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how you could think anything other than that at this point. Like what what's what, what what's the scenario? Like again, if the Patriots go out and get Cam Newton for free, then we can have a conversation. But as of right now, when Jarrett Stidham is the only quarterback on the Patriots roster, how could mm-hmm. you not think the Bills are the the team most likely to win the AFC East. The defense is very good. The offense just got a lot better. Like they were missing a guy like Diggs pretty badly, weren't mm-hmm. they? Like, yeah. cause to, to me, like you have John Brown as your WR one and Cole Beasley as your WR two. Like those, those guys are miscast, but when Absolutely. they're your wide receiver three, uh, two and two three, and three. Yeah. then you're like, Hey, wait, that's actually pretty good. And Diggs is our, yeah, that's actually not a bad group of receivers. All of a sudden you have a decent group of pass catchers. 
if Do- I like Knox a lot, a tight end for them. I think he's a guy that uh, might be able to be uh, a pretty handy player. So all of a sudden you're in a situation in famous last words. If Josh Allen is decent, you're going to you're going to be really good. You're going to be really good. Um the most up to date odds I'm seeing still have the Patriots as a slight favorite I, over the Bills. Then well, we should be betting on the Buffalo Bills. It's the, the, the odds for the Bills are I would not say are, are juicy enough to place a bet uh, like okay, it's like fair like these are, like the good people of bet 365 have the Patriots at plus 110 uh, as of you and I having this conversation and the Bills are plus uh 150. So they really Bill Belichick then, jeez. Yeah. Which like okay, like I like Fair. I, yeah, that's that's, that's okay. That is, like I I get it, I get it. Yeah, uh, you're paying like the Dolphins are 800 and the Jets are 700. If you want to get frisky in that division so far, but yeah, it's that the 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 books are still not allowing themselves to be taken to the cleaners. Imagine going Belichick, back right? in time a year. Yeah. Imagine going back in time a year and telling a Jets fan uh, a year from now you're uh, the Tom Brady's going to be gone mm-hmm. and your odds of but in the AFC East are going to be about the same as the Dolphins. Yeah, so bad. <laughs> the Dolphins, who, by the way, had a, had a feel-good season last year, uh, yeah. winning only five games. And they've right? gone out and got players. Yeah. Like, they're, like, if, if, like, they're, they're okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> they're, what, they've got a, dra- if something happens right now, and this is the current NFL draft order, they have the fifth pick, if they're able to finagle something, where to attack where they walk away from that that the 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 first five picks of this draft somehow be that you know whether they drafted three or whether they drafted five if they are somehow able to come away with two Tagliatova or Tagovailoa yeah Tagovailoa sorry I never yep. I never pronounced that properly Tua if they come away with Tua you know all of a sudden you look at that Dolphins roster and you go man that you know Brian Flores worked magic with nothing last year and now he's got some stuff right like yep. yeah. You're going to start seeing some some the Dolphins are back pieces, I think. Um, let's talk about Tom Brady. Um, the schadenfreude of, of the, the, the potato faces slowly coming to grips with the fact that that man will not retire. Uh, the St. Patrick's Day that doesn't that doesn't have bars open. Yeah, the St. Patrick's Day that doesn't. Tom Brady says open. that he's leaving the New England Patriots. So it was good. pretty glorious. Oh God, it was so great. Joining the likes of. Martin Brodeur, uh, I guess Ray Bork, although Ray Borks was a was was slightly different, but still. Um, Ray Borks was a trade one, but yeah, yeah, it's he just won. like there there were reasons behind the Bork move. So I uh, Martin Brodeur is a better example. I, I started off. That's a good Martin one. Brodeur. Uh, Joe Joe Montana is another one. Uh, 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 friggin'. Uh, Oh God, his name is escaping me right now. Uh, Dallas Cowboys running back, 1990 strike man, and uh, Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith is another one, yeah. right? Like the, playing for Arizona. Yeah. Playing yep. for Arizona, just it's, it's it was never right, and now we get to see Tom Brady, uh, <laughs> Tom Bucko Tom, out there in, playing playing for the for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We had theorized that in the podcast that the Buccaneers was the best landing spot for him. We did, um, and obviously Tom Brady felt the same way. Um, I never bought into the he was going to go to the Chargers thing. Like I like basically, I honestly, ultimately, like you were saying earlier in this pod, and and we we promised we'd swing back to it. You were saying you felt like he was going to leave because he wanted to prove that he was not the Bill Belichick guy. I ultimately thought he would. I I I will fully admit that I did not think that. I thought that he would. Uh, I, I thought that he would just come to his senses and be like, you know what, this is stupid. It's my legacy. It's it's uh, we're t- you know we're talking about the Patriots here. I'm leaving. Why would I leave this system? It just doesn't make sense. 
Um, but, you know, Bill stuck to his guns and wasn't willing to go to 30 million for him, it seems, and said, all right, <laughs> I'll, I'll get another, another guy. And he's on to Tampa. Um, I never bought the Chargers, though, because I, I firmly believe that in North American sports, um, like all 30, all 30 plus teams across all four teams. And I'm including the Miami Marlins in this. When I say, when I say this, I don't think that there is a less relevant team in all of the more uh, major sports than the Los Angeles chargers. They just, they have no fan base. Um, the, the people in Los Angeles do not give a crap about the chargers. They don't show up. It's, it's like, like I, 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 the Marlins, I think, are the only team that you, you would find that are less relevant than the uh, than than the Chargers. But I, I still think the Chargers are number one, considering they play in football, and it is damn near impossible to not be relevant in the good old U.S. of A. when you are a football team, but somehow the Chargers pull it off. And it's because they don't care about football in Los Angeles. They just don't. They just flat out don't. Um, so I never bought that he was going to the chargers. So when he ended up on Tampa Bay, it, it just made perfect sense, but it's, it's man, th- this is so different. And you can speak on this because th- this to me, it feels so much different than um, Peyton Manning going to the Broncos. Right. Oh yeah. It, just cause the, for a variety of reasons. Yeah. The 43 years old thing. Now Peyton Manning, we had the thing was, you know, he nah. just had like a bunch of neck surgeries. Was he going to be, you know, right. But, you know, after you saw that Saturday Sunday night game, I remember I was watching that first game with you, and it was just weird. You saw him get up to the line and doing his whole, like, you know, Omaha, Omaha, and, te- you know, like, telling everybody. And it was just like, God, this is weird. Against he's not Pittsburgh. Wearing- yeah, he's not yep. wearing blue when he's wearing this, right? He's in the, he's in the, the well, I guess he was It was the orange. But it was no, the no, orange it was, it was blue, orange right? that point. Yep. But, yeah, he was in the orange for the Broncos. He wasn't in that, that nice Navy-style blue for the for the Colts, right? It was just... It, it, it was just, it was weird. And, but now we'll still have that same weird feeling. Uh, I assume on a Sunday night football game when the, uh, when the, when the, Buc- oh, the or, Buccaneers for if the Buccaneers season opener is not a Sunday night or I will be floored. Yeah. It's floored. well, well the, the thing is, you know, again, should society get back to its thing and this starts on time. The problem with having a Buccaneers in the Sunday night thing is it tends to be hurricane season around that time. <laughs> and those <laughs> games don't necessarily get off the hop always, but yeah. Um, I, yeah, but like one would think uh, that game will be a Sunday night football game. Um, no. uh, the upsetting thing is, uh, the way the NFL schedule dominoes fall this year is, uh, the Kansas city chiefs play at Tampa Bay in week one. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Just like there, there's no, there, we haven't got the, the week by week schedule, but we just know that the chiefs are playing at Tampa Bay at some point this season. Uh, it's too bad that it wasn't Tampa Bay at Kansas city. If so, I would bet everything I own on that being the Thursday night or to start the year. Yeah. That would, that would have been, uh, that would have been yeah. pretty good. Um, uh, let's talk about Tom Brady's a Bucks quarterback though, because yeah. Like, I, th- I just think I feel like Bucks fans aren't going to be as willing to embrace this as Broncos. Like I just I keep coming back to this Peyton Manning thing because like it's just it's, so, it's a reasonable comparison. It's, uh, it's, like I, I just remember there's the a excitement that the Broncos here. fans had. I, I just plus Peyton Manning I think was more beloved than uh, than than Tom Brady is. Just, yeah, and it's only Here's because the thing, though, they're Brady both the going Pats, right. They're they're both going with something to prove. Peyton yeah. Manning went with I'm still healthy. I can still mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. Right? He had something to prove. Tom Brady said, hey, I can win without the Patriots ecosystem, actually. I'm Tom effing Brady. Yeah. And I'm going to go win a bunch of football games in a completely different situation. No Bill, no Bob. It's just, it's Tom. And, yeah, like, 
I, I just think that like if that's 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 what his mindset is. That's what his focus is. Um, is it going to be as embraced? I don't know. There's a couple of different things. One, uh, when Peyton Manning left the Colts, we had a pretty good idea that Andrew Luck was going to be starting for them week one. True. We have no idea who's starting for the Patriots week one. Yeah. So there's that. Two, uh, Peyton Manning left the Colts and it just it wasn't the same as far as how long he had been there. It wasn't the same as far as the track record of team success. Now, I would argue that that would mostly an infrastructure thing, whereas uh, the Colts had a terrible owner and the Patriots had a great one, but that's not here or there. Um, it just is it, – it just – it does feel different. You're right. Uh, but – and I think it's going to go down differently in the books too. Joe Montana playing for the Chiefs seems like a little bit of a weird thing, even though it lasted a couple of years. Peyton Manning is going to be a Broncos and – Colts quarterback as we remember him he won an MVP with Denver he won a Super Bowl with Denver played in two Super Bowls with Denver I think it's just a matter of played played in played in two and won a won an basically everything he accomplished uh, for the Broncos he also accomplished for the Colts right like two a T one MVP with both one Super no, Bowl well, no he, he won he won MVP but he got one with Denver he got five with the Colts but like the True, point is, yeah yeah uh, but he he played in two Super Bowls with both franchises yeah, one, yeah, one yeah. One one with both yeah. franchises. Yeah. So I just think it's a little bit more even as far True. as opposed to like the the Joe Montana Chiefs thing where they got to the ASP title game once they lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little more even as far as how that's going to go. Well, we'll see how this Tampa Bay thing goes. Tom's not playing there for four years. No, no, no chance. No but, chance. But if he like- plays there, if he plays there for three years and the Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl, though, let's like, like let's just like let's just say that even if it's two years and the Buccaneers go to the Super Bowl, one of them. I don't think it's going to look back. Oh my God, that's that weird Tom Brady Buccaneers. Was like, yeah, Tom Brady brought the Bucks to the Super Bowl too. Like, true. Yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, he's already the greatest quarterback in Bucks history. He hasn't even like yeah <laughs> snapped the <laughs> ball yet. yet. Yeah. He's the best quarterback they've ever had. And the ball's yeah. in the Brad Johnson, move over, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trent Dilfer, forget it. Yeah. Um, like I just I try to think of this from a fan perspective and and I just try to think of if I'm a Broncos fan in what year was it 2012 or 2013 2012 2012 if I'm actually it was fan, this it was this day in 2012 that Peyton Manning signed with Denver this is the anniversary crazy. of it crazy. so yeah. uh so if I'm a Broncos fan in 2012 I'm like Jesus Christ this is awesome if his neck holds up we've got one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and a pretty damn good you know, set around him. This is our missing piece. We could win a Super Bowl. This is awesome. Yep. If I'm a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in 2020, in in 2020, it's like I just like you want this guy to come to your team. Like you just spent yes. 20 years hating this guy. I don't know, man. I just be like, no, it's it, he, no, no. I, I completely disagree. Here's here's the thing about the Buccaneers yeah. franchise is for a long time, like basically since Gruden left, it's yeah. been a matter of like just comically bad decision making all the time mm-hmm. uh, revolving door of head coaches revolving door of quarterbacks mm-hmm. and i really like bruzarians but now like it's from the perspective of like hey who here is like who's the adult in the room who's the who's like oh yeah i'm gonna handle this who like oh yeah the like arguably the, like cert like just to make it non-controversial a guy who's on the mount rushmore of nfl quarterbacks which i maintain is is not a controversial list as to who was on the mount rushmore of nfl quarterbacks um it should be a slam dunk it's manning elway Brady and Montana and that's Montana. Yeah. yeah, that's, those are the four and I will not hear any other arguments. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, mm-hmm. you've got, uh, you've got that guy who's now the quarterback of your team. Like you've been a laughing stock for so long. You've been a team that just has no identity. Now your identity is, Oh yeah, we're Tom, we're the team Tom Brady's on. We're Tom Brady's team. 
like I mean, it's just like that to me is what I would be happy about if I were a fan of of, of that franchise. So it's not a matter of oh, I don't I don't like that Tom Brady. Like oh, I I didn't want him to win when he's the Patriots. It's a matter of like hey, we've been dying to be taken seriously since we fired a head coach in what year was that? He got fired like 2006, I think. Yeah, so yeah, so five or six. Yeah, yeah. Went, yeah. So we've been like for almost 15 years, we've been in the wilderness for coaches, in the wilderness for quarterbacks the entire time. We just came off of having a guy throw 30, 30 goddamn interceptions. interceptions. <laughs> yeah, that's like, another one. Yeah. Let's like we, now, like even if he's not the peak of his powers, Tom Brady, we're going to be taken seriously because this guy is the quarterback. Yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I was thinking of it more from the perspective of you know Peyton Manning is is was more beloved than than Brady and that's Brady, true Brady was only not beloved because of the team he played for and the fact that they and their their sycophantic potato-faced fan base right yeah and well here's the other thing with like yeah. with Manning remember he like he just absolutely embarrassed Denver in the playoffs twice yeah when he played for the Colts but Broncos fans are like I don't care about that anymore yeah. uh, <laughs> True. <laughs> like, whatever this guy's this guy's on our team now uh yeah. the, the the patriots and buccaneers have zero history true yeah it, it, yeah it's more of just like society <laughs> yeah <laughs> now if tom brady went to the jets or yeah. if tom brady went to the bills i could understand fans being like fuck this yeah but that being said like oh yeah this guy's been tormenting us for two decades and now he's on our team would have been kind of cool for a bit but yeah um yeah, I don't know. It's so, uh, right. yeah, like that was like when Favre made it to Minnesota, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, oh yeah, this guy's an archer. My hey. tables have turned, haven't they, Green Bay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for the first year, it was great. Yeah, uh, sure. But um, because yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I was just thinking of it more because like, there's at least one person that that, or at least one Bucks fan that. Oh, I'm sure there was. It's like, yeah. But here's the thing: if you if you were to sit down with that Bucks fan and say, well, the options were. You do this, you give this a try, or Jameis comes back and yeah. see, we can see if he can throw 35 or 40 picks. Yeah, like, that, those that the... particular gentleman seemed very adamant about Jameis over Brady, which I was like, hmm, yeah, I'm not sure that's – like, I mean, I'll, 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 you know, look for any angle to attack the potato faces, but uh, Jameis over Brady is not the hill – even in 2020 is not the no. hill I'm willing to die on. Right? No, <laughs> it just is um... – Like, how many years would Tom Brady have needed in his prime to get to 30 interceptions? Well, let's let's look at like you know the last like I'm gonna look it up right now. Uh, yeah. How many how many seasons like Tom Brady's last like ten seasons he's thrown thirty picks? I, I'm gonna guess it's ten seasons. Ah, uh, maybe not. We'll say eight seasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to get to thirty interceptions. To get to to get to thirty interceptions. Jameis Winston just did it in sixteen yeah. NFL games. Yeah. Tom Brady full seasons since since he, his oh career interceptions. Tom Brady, who by the way has been an NFL quarterback. For years, years yeah. 180. Oh Lord! So <laughs> see here. So that's Tom that's Brady. what five interceptions? A that, that's oh sorry, 179. Excuse me. Um, okay. so to get to 30. That's probably including playoffs though too, right? Yeah. That 179. Yeah, yeah. Of which he has played like an extra five seasons. Of, yeah, of much. playoff games, right? Uh, Tom Brady to get past 30 interceptions. Uh, that's actually his exact total for the last four seasons. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> when he's washed up. Oh, sorry. No, unquote, excuse me. Right? He's thrown uh, 19 plus. Uh, 19 plus is uh, 27. He's thrown 29 interceptions the last four seasons. Jesus. In his age, 39, 40, during 41, his, and 32 yeah, seasons. during his washed up years, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah his, well, <laughs> we use washed up loosely in this particular yeah, case. Oh, yeah. Again, yeah. Peter of the mind. Yeah. I'm making the yeah. air quotations yeah. uh, when I yeah. say washed 
Yeah, like the term washed up is <laughs> using extremely yeah, loosely. Yeah, using that loosely here. <laughs> but loosely. The, the, the point stands. Tom yeah. Brady is very good at playing quarterback in the NFL, uh, even still in my estimation. And he's also uh, very good at making decisions with the football, which the previous Tampa Bay quarterback cannot say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to quickly look at the NFC South odds. Uh, good idea. Uh, while you do that, I'm going to say that uh, I think this offense – I know some people are saying, well, Bruce Arians' offense, chucking over the top and whatnot. We don't know if Tom can do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Hey. Uh, Tom hasn't had the personnel to do that in some time. Like, yeah, well, oh, Josh yeah. for a little bit, but you couldn't count on that guy. Uh, now he's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Let's see. Uh, B, I think the Bruce Arians, when he's bringing in Tom Brady, is probably thinking to himself, hey, maybe I'm willing to change the offense a little bit here because I have Tom freaking Brady as my quarterback. Yeah, I saw some people, some of the very intelligent football writers, uh, I, I saw a quote floating around that I really liked, which is just in terms of his willingness to adjust uh, systems and his respect in the room and whatnot uh, for Bruce Arians. Tom Brady's basically just trading a guy in a hoodie for a guy in a Kangol hat. Basically. Yeah. So like, yeah, he's like Bruce Arians will make the the right. To, he's not going to walk in there and be like, all right, Tom, you adjust to me, buddy. Right. Like, like that. He's, he's not going to be that guy at all. Like it's, they'll figure it out is, is the point now. Yeah. I, I think the offense is going to be very good. And, mm-hmm. Like I got this guy in my mentions. Uh, I was saying that, oh, I think Tom Brady's going to be a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. And th- that's less important than winning games for this particular purpose. But I don't see that, but sure. You don't think you don't think so? Yeah. He was know. 13. He was 13 this past season. Yeah, I with guess you're one, right. Like, court, with you... one like, of the of the entire wide receiver yeah. and tight end group, he had one above average player. I mean, yeah, I, I, I suppose top 10, but I'm thinking like like nine, eight, nine. I'm not thinking sure. he's going to be yeah. like top five. Like um, I just, I think he climbs over four guys this year. Like he's not Lamar sure. Jackson, but I think, I think he'll find a way to be a little bit better than you know. Uh, for the first else. time, for the first time in a few years, I would say Tom Brady would be a good mid round flyer to see if, sure. if he could potentially produce first or second round numbers in uh, in fantasy. Um, the New Orleans Saints are still the favorite as of this conversation, uh, minus two twenty five. That is fine with me, to be clear. The Buccaneers are up to 300. I have a cool ticket uh, of the Buccaneers winning the AFC, the NFC South that I placed back in January or sorry, not January, February, right after the Super Bowl ended uh, with them winning the the NFC South at one to 16 odds. So I am uh, I am pretty, pretty happy about that. I remember having that conversation with you and Bill via the text message. Uh, that we should place money on the Bucks just in case they get Tom Brady. So I have that ticket going there. forward, which is nice. Of course, the last time I had a ticket like that, uh, it was the uh, 2018 New Orleans Saints to win the Super Bowl. And uh, that worked out poorly for old Matt Pierce, but uh, yes. what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I uh, the Bucks will, obviously. I, th- I think they'll be better. You think... Um... Like I would be stunned if they didn't make the playoffs, unless Brady just completely fell off. I don't know. They're like you know, it's it, the NFC. Up. I think is a little bit tougher than the AFC right now. But I would agree Fair. with that. I would agree that I'd be very surprised if they weren't at the very least in the playoffs. Todd Gurley. And, Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say about. Uh, uh, you answer me this: mm-hmm. the most talented pass catcher that uh, Tom Brady's ever thrown a pass to is. Randy one of Rob Gronkowski or Randy Moss, which I yeah. think is true. Obviously, very different types of talents, but mm-hmm. it's one of the two of them. Number two is the other one. You, you, you Mike. Sorry, you, you, it's that's WWE superstar Rob Gronkowski. Yes. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. WWE superstar Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Uh, Mike Evans, the third most talented player. Tom, but the, the, the first time he catches a pass from Tom Brady, Mike Evans becomes the third most talented player ever to catch a pass from Tom Brady. I think so. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, is there a reasonable argument? And look, I understand that Chris Godwin's only had the one big year, but like you can tell the talent's there. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a reasonable argument that Chris Godwin is fourth or fifth? I depends how you feel about Godwin versus Wes Welker. Yeah, I, I, I would. I, I would go there. I would I would certainly go there. I don't have a full list in front of me of everybody. So this is this is the best group of pass catchers I think he's ever had. I, if you I added O.J. Howard, which I understand that O.J. Howard is an inconsistent guy, but maybe Tom Brady can help uh, can can help make him a little more consistent. There, but this might be the this might be the most talented group of pass catchers he's had, yeah. other than maybe Wes Welker, Rob Gronkowski, and Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez before the nonsense with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I would completely agree with that. Uh, I was going to say, Randy Moss never crossed over with, with the when they went with the two tight ends, right? Like that, no, like, he was gone before. He was gone before those guys. I think he yeah. might have been there when those guys were there, but not when they were good. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, yeah, so for sure it was it was definitely Welker and the two tight ends, and then it was Edelman. Because it, it would have been Welker, Edelman, and the two tight ends for, for a little bit, for maybe one year there. And, like, that's yeah. another thing is Edelman – um, a lot of people pointed out his drop rate last year was abysmal. Like he dropped a lot of balls for Tom Brady too uh, in last season, so that contributed a little bit to the to the less than Tom Brady like numbers he had last year. That still saw him make the playoffs um, and lose to a uh, to a to a tightened team that I think uh, overachieved a little bit last year. Um, I it's it is funny that his, his last throw was a Patriot <laughs> was a pick six though, uh definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah, and the, sadly he uh, leaves the New England Patriots with a losing record against just one of the other thirty one NFL teams. Yeah, Denver Broncos. Eight and nine against the Denver Broncos, above five hundred against everybody else. There you go. Um, the Todd Gurley was cut today. Um, can you yeah. see him join in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Because that's Todd, what people are saying. If I'm uh, the Todd team Gurley, that... uh, there's only two teams I'm thinking about signing with, and it's either the Kansas City Chiefs if they can if they can afford me, or the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Chiefs are an interesting one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I it dep- the, the teams that apparently showed the most interest in trading for Todd Gurley when the Rams were trying to do that mm-hmm. uh, were Tampa Bay and Miami, or not Tampa Bay, excuse me, but uh, Miami and uh, and Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I can see Atlanta. I can see Atlanta. He'd look good in the black and yellow, or the black yeah. and red. Yeah, I think um, so. Too. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see if if I'm taught like now maybe Tampa Bay feels differently now they can sign Todd Gurley to their own contract. I don't know, but uh, yeah, that's a if, if I'm Todd Gurley, I I sign a one year prove it deal with somebody. Yeah, and you hope to go out and have a huge season and then get paid next year. Yeah, that's that's what I would do. So get yourself into a situation where you're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, I. I Bucks would be a good spot for him, I think. Um, one last thing on the NFL, and then we'll get out here. I must talk about the depressing matter that is the uh, Darius Slay uh, stuff. Did you happen to read this uh, when it came out earlier today? Yeah, there was a there was a lot there. I've I've kind of oscillated a little bit of my of my take here. I still think that it, with everyone knowing the Lions had to trade this guy because things had gone badly, getting a yeah. third and a fifth for him was fine. I expected to be a little bit less than that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, considering they were over a barrel, I thought that they. It's just yeah. Now here, here's the thing: smart teams don't get, get themselves over a barrel in these situations. True, right? Yeah. So that the, the mistake the Lions made wasn't the trade; it was getting them in the position where they had to make the trade. Now it seems like the Lions are going to end up in with this third overall pick. They're going to end up with one of Okuya or Chase. Chase would be pretty sweet. <laughs> I would be. That you know that would that would be uh, yeah I like I 
I think that getting Chase Young, obviously, like that's that's sort of if if you have the third pick and Chase Young's in the board, that's sort of one where you like if you if you think about it, you're thinking too hard. Like just oh, go yeah, up no, no, and no, say, no. yeah, we're taking this guy and that's it. And yeah. uh, conversation over. Now, obviously, uh, that has to do with you know a lot of that depends on. Um... Uh, Tua has once Tua has been doing that thing. It's it's eerily reminiscent of the 2009 draft when the uh, Detroit Lions had the second overall pick and the Rams uh, in St. Louis at the time had the first overall pick and everybody was saying and Dominican Sue is easily the best uh, player in this draft. Um, but the allure of a quarterback is uh, always tough. So basically, up until like a week before the draft. Um, I had been watching, uh, not really Indomitian Sioux highlights, but, uh, oh God, who was the, uh, who's the chiefs, uh, Eric Berry. I was watching Eric Berry yeah. highlights, um, cause it looked like the Lions were going to end up with Eric Berry with the third overall pick. But then all of a sudden a week before the draft, the Sam Bradford rumor started for, for St. Louis. Yeah. And I got now, very excited. And yeah. Cause the, the, the player who should be going first, first doesn't, doesn't, I will say this. Right? Yeah. I, st- I, I think that all things being equal, Joe Burrow should go first in this draft. Yes, yes, yes. Joe Burrow should yeah. still be one, and he will be one. And so let's uh, – so number two is is where it gets interesting. Two is, in is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Now, healthy to a Tiger Vailoa, if you knew that everything was good to go, mm-hmm. you could argue that he should be one. Yes. But uh, I think someone will talk themselves into two at two. Either Washington or some team will trade with Washington. And Miami is the easy option from the mm-hmm. perspective of they need a quarterback and they have three first round picks. So they can yeah. probably make something happen to make it worth Washington's while. So if Tua does, you know, if, if Washington talks themselves into Tua or the trade does happen and a Miami or someone Miami adjacent is there and drafts Tua, um, obviously the <laughs> Detroit Lions at number three. For the love of God, <laughs> just draft Chase Young. If not, then just draft. Now, uh, the, let's just oh, say yeah. Ron Rivera. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera loves the idea of having Chase Young, which yes, like I'm I'm sure he would. Uh, and you just like forget it. I'm just taking Chase Young, and I'm not trading the pick because I want Chase Young, and that's it. Conversation over. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, if you're the Lions. You've got a re- you're in a real nice spot because right, all these teams, that, all these back. teams that want Tua, yeah, you can just go get them, and yeah. you could hypothetically get Tua mm-hmm. and let's just say like you know is that, what, what's what's the top need for Detroit it's it's probably corner right yeah so Okuda like so you, you could get back yeah to you could five. probably still mm-hmm. get your guy at mm-hmm. six or seven or eight yeah. maybe not eight but like you get what I'm saying yeah or worst case scenario for the Lions you trade back to you trade back to six with the Chargers or you trade back to five with Miami or you trade back mm-hmm. to that like, would be the, that would be the most likely scenario is you get like it would be like uh, the Dolphins give you five for three and then throw in like a third right yeah so, or or like you know the Dolphins give you five for three throw one of their first and the Lions toss like the Philadelphia third to Miami to to balance it out whatever it is true yeah like there there are the, both teams have enough draft capital that you can make this happen yeah um. And so then, then yeah, you just take the guy that you would have taken a three. Yeah, and then two and you get three, and then you just have to hope Akuda goes past New York at four. And I, I, just I think don't... I think they're going line. Yeah, and they and they need Werfs, right? So they, they so they need they're likely going to take uh, offensive line, and, and so they're either going to go Becton or Werfs. Probably Werfs. I like Werfs a yeah. little bit better. Um, so they go Werfs, and then Okuda's probably there. So then you get your guy anyway, and you get yourself an asset for it. That's the sort of thing that smart teams do, though, Craig. And uh, like the based on on the comments made by Darius Slay today, I have no. 
uh, I, I have no uh, belief the Lions are among those smart teams. Yeah, I have no belief that the Lions are among those smart teams. So I could, the thing that I have to hope for, I guess, is um, that somebody talks themselves into the into Tua at the at the second pick, which I think um, it'll be tough. I think if we were uh, allowed to run around and train and get footage of uh, Tua in society over the next month and a bit. Um, I, I would say that there was a more likely chance of that increasing, but like they're, they're not going to be able to find training footage of this guy, right? Going going up for the next month, or at least I wouldn't think they would. Nope. So uh, that might hurt the prospects of, of whatnot, but because like, it was definitely gaming, gaining steam right before society collapsed. Um, it was The Tua stuff was for sure gaining steam that might have resulted in my beloved Lions uh, ending up with Chase Young. Which man, that'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be, that'd be so sweet. Um, yeah, the Darius Slay stuff just made me just Patricia's not the guy, and like just the the Bob Quinn and him going out and just like they signed Jamie Collins and and they traded for that other guy, and it's just like just getting all these expatriates, I guess, to to help him build this like Patriots way just down in Detroit, and it's just. Yeah, the Jamie Collins one was fine, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it was a fine signing. I, I, I like in a vacuum, yeah. but it just I'm, I'm sure you get annoyed just seeing like, oh, they got another guy that used to play for New England. I'm sure because like, I, like yeah. the first few days of free agency, it felt like there were two of those every day. Like, yeah, yeah. It was just bizarre. I mean, man. Anyway, it should be pretty good. Uh, just hope the Lions don't mess it up. Should be it. This it just sucks that this isn't like this is at the top end of this draft is been very interesting for the first time in a few years. So it just, again, it's another thing that sucks that this draft will likely take place. I mean, we'll be able to watch it on TV, but I just assume everybody will be over Skype. So it just won't have that. It, it won't have that feel, you know, but uh, what are you going to do? It should be all right. Um, sending our best to Sean Payton, who uh, is the first guy in kind of the NFL circle to test positive for this thing. Cause uh uh, Louisiana's having a tough time, having a tough go of it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe he is a man who may or may not stay there. For he's, a, he's been there. Yeah. Significant portion of the season. So, uh, we're sending our best out to Sean Payton, uh, for that. Uh, anything else you want to talk about Craig before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think we're good. I'm just, uh, yeah. I think there's been a lot of, uh, obviously good stuff that's happened from an NFL offseason perspective. Looking forward to, uh, oh, your boys just caught uh, Blacko. Yeah, which is fine. Like yeah, that's makes like sense. like the from from a Denver perspective, the quick Denver update is um, this team's going to be really good if Drew Locke's good. Yeah, yeah. If it's, Drew Locke is good, they're good. It's going to be because that defense, like if well, the we defense didn't talk about is that healthy, little trade you made with the Jaguars. Drew, yeah, uh, go get, and getting AJ Boye too. Like they've yeah. they went out and got some guys. So they they lose Chris Harris, which sucks. I love watching him play for Denver, yeah. but um, no, the defense has a chance to be very very good to great. With Vic Fangio uh, being in charge of it, you have Von Miller, you have Bradley Chubb, you get, get Jarrell Casey basically for free. Um, very good if you uh, if, uh, and uh, so and then the offense, like they, I, I would be surprised they didn't draft a wide receiver or uh, someone to play the line at at 15. But I think they'll draft a wide receiver at the very least in round two. From the perspective, of this is a very wide receiver deep class. Um, maybe they go out and find someone after June 1st cuts, whatever it happens to be, but, uh, they get someone to be on the other side of Sutton, uh, and Locke is good. Like, man, that's, this team's going to be cooking. Like they've, they've, they, uh, I think they've hit in a couple of draft picks recently. I think Fant's going to go down as a hit. Uh, obviously, uh, Risner's going to go down as a hit as well. So like they're, they're in a good spot. Who's the more beloved Broncos quarterback of your lifetime, Bailey or Harris? Jeez. 
I'd say Bailey, but like Ooh. the fact that the fact that I even hesitated says yeah. a lot about Chris Harris Jr. Like I, this one thing I don't feel like I've ever had as a as a Lions fan is is a really good corner like that. I mean, maybe Okuda becomes that for me in the near future. Yeah. But you know, I've had the def- I've had a few defensive line guys who've been good. Quarterback, obviously, I've really only had Matt Stafford. Running back, I at least had Barry Sanders and 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 whatnot. And we had Calvin there for wide receiver. We've never really had that like really cool corner like Darius Slay looked like he might have been that guy in the secondary for us but uh unfortunately it didn't go down like that but yeah no yeah. Chris Harris like Chris Harris undrafted out of Kansas and he comes in turns out like like the Chris Harris Jr. Hall of Fame resume like it's not done yet but it exists you know like the, the potential for that to happen exists so there's that uh, they had him and Aqib Talib on the same as the same uh, on the same defensive backfield at one point. Yeah, Turns out that cool. uh, that team didn't allow a lot of points in the Super Bowl. Uh, that was good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, I just want to bring up one scenario that my friend Colin was asking me about. Sure. He was talking about how he doesn't want to see. Uh, he's of course a Patriots fan. Doesn't want to see Tom Brady uh, play for another team, which is fine. I said Tom's to him, "Potato face, yes, but yes. We, we still love him despite that." Yeah, I said. Uh, I said to him, "There's a there's a world." Where Terrell Davis doesn't make like an incredible tackle on a special teams play mm-hmm. at an exhibition game in Japan and gets yeah, cut by I the Denver. Yeah, remember that when he murdered that dude. Yeah, yeah. and he, you know, that there's a universe where that that never happens because special mm-hmm. teams is pretty random. Mm-hmm. And he gets cut by the Denver Broncos in 1995, and John Elway finishes finishes his career with like you know no, St. Louis or something. Yeah, with like no Super Bowls and yeah, yeah. probably with that the... or not even no Super Bowls, but finishes his career not playing for Denver. Like yeah. that scenario exists. Oh yeah, who? Let's say okay. After let's say after the Jaguars loss, something horrible happened. Like, no, like, like well, the Jaguars loss never happens if yeah. Terrell Davis doesn't make the Denver Broncos in nineteen ninety five. You know what True. I mean? So let's. Yeah. So who would he have ended up with in that era that would have been like a quarterback away? Or uh, the Rams went out and signed Trent, Trent Green. True. Turns out, true. turns out they had a better player that was stocking shelves at a grocery store in Iowa. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, like you know, there's there's all sorts of. Uh, there's all sorts of different like scenarios that you can think of as far as, Hey, maybe we would have gone to that team. Maybe we would have gone to that team. Like he wouldn't have gone to Miami. No. Uh, and he wouldn't have gone to green Bay Bay, and he wouldn't have gone to new England, but like you, you you can eliminate it. Minnesota was decent in the nineties. They just didn't have a quarterback. So that that was the year that they finished 15 and one with Randall Cunningham. True. So now that said, would they have signed John Elway instead of Randall Cunningham? If John Elway was available, Probably. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, it's just like it's John Elway chucking passes to rookie Randy yeah. Moss. And I'm Chris just saying Carter, if the, if the right? Broncos yeah. were bad in 1995 and 1996 and Charles Davis wasn't around, maybe they decided to like move on and like rebuild and John yeah. Elway, you know what I mean? Like, like that, that, bad, that yeah. world exists. Yeah. So just shows you how like, how, how thin the margins are. Yeah. With this stuff. Yeah. Like we're talking about a special teams play in a preseason game and how thin the margins are. Yeah. Oh. God damn it, man. It's crazy. Uh, Anyway, let's get out of here. Uh, Crossover Podcast available at thecrossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to uh, listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Um, We're also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please check us out there and pump up those numbers. Um, We might be back next week. I don't have anything officially planned. We'll see how it goes. Um... Obviously, there's no movies coming out because all the movies have been pushed back and uh, sports is. But, uh, you know, I've kicked around a couple ideas with Craig about maybe doing some sports rewatchables. And I've kicked around some ideas with the guys on the other side about maybe, you know, doing another commentary track or something. So there's there's I would I would imagine we have a pod next week. I just have no idea what the hell it's going to be right now as of us having this conversation. But uh, 
Yeah, I would uh, I would wager that we'll we'll do we'll do something fun. Maybe I'll steal like the rewatchables concept from from Bill Simmons and we do like a sports rewatchables or something, Craig. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Uh, take care, everybody. Uh, stay safe. Uh, stay quarantined. And uh, yeah, we'll just uh, we'll we'll ride through this wave together. And then hopefully this is something that we laugh about with our children from 10 years from now, Craig. And we just, yeah. Hey, remember that, remember that month and a half ish where society was like, don't go outside. And we all were worried that we were going to die. <laughs> like they put that behind us, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully that's how it goes down. Anyway, Craig, thanks for doing this in these, these dark hours. I really, I really needed this. I, I needed this. I really did. <laughs> so there's that Uh good talking to you as always, man. And thank you, I guess, to the NFL for just being crazy and, uh, not stopping no matter what the heck is going on good good to you guys nfl uh take care everybody and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you next week on the crossover podcast